تبقي حياتي قرآن You are listening to season 10 episode 23 بسم الله الحمد لله الصلاه والسلام على رسول الله السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته my dear sisters in islam I'm happy to welcome you all to another podcast in 40 hadith of Imam Nawawi series sisters Today inshallah we are going to analyze hadith number 23 It's a long hadith sisters in this hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Purification, that is uh, cleanliness, is half of the faith. The phrase, Alhamdulillah, fills the scale. The phrases, Subhanallah and Alhamdulillah, together fill or each fill what is between the heavens and the earth. Prayer is a light. Charity is a proof. Patience is a brightness. The Quran is either an argument for or against you, and everyone goes out in the morning and sells himself, either freeing or destroying himself. This hadith is recorded by Sahih al Muslim sisters. For the easiness of understanding, we are dividing this hadith into seven different parts or seven different lessons and advices. So, at the end of this podcast, you would be able to put together everything and have a better understanding. The very first lesson we derive from this hadith is from the statement of Rasulullah who said, Purification is half of faith. SubhanAllah, to be honest, we have memorized this very simple and easy hadith even when we were small. So, when we hear the term purification, the things that come to our mind are wudu, taking a shower, brushing our teeth, keeping our clothes clean, combing our hair, etc. Subhanallah, the cleanliness or the purification is very important for almost all of the acts of ibadah. Even it has been emphasized to the extent without cleanliness, if we pray our salah, meaning while we are aware that our body or our clothes are not clean, then our prayer would not be accepted. It's a great deal, sisters. Not only our physical purity has a great value in Islam, rather our inner purity. Purity or cleanliness of our hearts is very important in Islam, sisters. We have talked about it in a great deal in our previous halakas. We urge you to listen to those podcasts about istighfar and tawbah, sisters. Please listen to them and share with your families and friends sisters. Let's move on to the second advice or the second phrase that is mentioned in this very hadith sisters. Where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Alhamdulillah fills the scale. The phrase subhanallah along with alhamdulillah together they fill or each fill what is between the heavens and the earth. Subhanallah, what's the meaning of this phrase sisters? As Muslims, we should understand an important thing, sisters. The reward mentioned in this hadith, that is filling the scale or fill what is between the heavens and the earth, would not come to a person who would utter these verbal statements without one's heart or mind being involved. In other words, mere statements of subhanallah and alhamdulillah without understanding the meaning or without ponder over them, these rewards won't come to us. 
These rewards come to a person who states these expressions while thinking about their meanings and submitting to its implications. Subhanallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in surah number 33, verse number 41, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanudhkurullaha dhikran kathira. O you who have believed, remember Allah with much remembrance. We have discussed about a dhikr in detail in our previous podcasts. It's not saying subhanallah, Allahu Akbar, mashallah, just after each word we utter. Rather, they should come from the bottom of our hearts. We should understand the meaning and utter them, sisters. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in another narration compares a person who does dhikr to the one who doesn't. He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, the example of the one who celebrates the praise of his Lord, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in comparison to the one who does not celebrate the praise of his Lord, is that of a living creature compared to a dead one. Subhanallah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is saying, those people who do not remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are dead. So we should understand that dhikrullah, remembrance of Allah, is the essence to keep our hearts alive, our souls alive. Subhanallah, do we really say subhanallah while understanding the real meaning of that statement, sisters? Do we really mean that Allah, all thanks and all praise belongs to Allah, our creator, while saying alhamdulillah? Or is it just an expression we are so much used to it, sisters? Let me give you an example where we subhanallah many times. How about after each farad salah, sisters? We say subhanallah 33 times, alhamdulillah 33 times, and Allahu Akbar 33 times. Let me remind you of another hadith where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, If anyone says, Subhanallah 33 times, Alhamdulillah 33 times, Allahu Akbar 33 times, and completed by saying, La ilaha illallah, wahdahu la sharika la, lahul mulku, walahul hamdu, wa huwa ala kulli shayin qadir. His sins will be forgiven even if these are as abundant as the form of the sea. Subhanallah. We all commit sin, sisters. There are no exceptions. We should not think that we do not commit sins. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Kullu bani Adam khutta. Each and every single son of Adam is going to commit sin. So Rasulullah sallallahu says in this hadith, Whoever says this dhikr, remembrance of Allah, he, his sins will be forgiven even if they are like the foam of the sea. So when we say this dhikr next time, we should try our best to say them from our hearts, insha'Allah. Let's move on to the third advice of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Salah is light. We spoke about salah in great deal in one of our previous podcasts. So we are not going to talk too much about it in this podcast, sisters. Subhanallah, look at this statement. What a profound statement that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made regarding salah. He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that salah is light. So I want you to imagine that you are in a dark room, covered with darkness. Subhanallah. Let's say you see a light. 
you see a light beam coming from a corner of that room what would you feel sisters what would you do wallahi you would feel very happy you would be delighted you will have a hope in your life you would rush towards the light this is salah this is salah sisters our light is salah salah is the one that shows us the path so please do pay attention to your salah please correct the mistakes in your salah these are the advice that we would like to give ourselves and to you sisters through this podcast allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in surah number 87 in verses number 14 and 15 qad aflaha man tazakka wa dhakara sma rabbihi fasalla he has certainly succeeded who purifies himself and mentions the name of his lord and praise allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that the one who purify himself is the person who prays and remember allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is who engaged in dhikrullah so let's try to be among those who purify themselves and remember allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the fourth statement that rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam made in this hadith is that charity is proof i'm sure that we all know about charity and its importance Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in surah number 2 verse number 254 Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu anfiqu mimma razaqanakum min qabli an ya'tiya yawmun la yabughun fihi wala khullatu wala shafa'ah bal kafiruna humud dhalimun O you who have believed, spend from that which we have provided for you before there comes a day in which there is no exchange and no friendship and no intercession and the disbelievers they are the wrong doers when it comes to sadaqah or charity what we should remind ourselves is that sisters the quality matters the quality of the sadaqah matters not the quantity sisters also we should remember that the charity does not mean that we give money to the poor we know that smiling at a fellow human being is a charity good word is a charity etc so do whatever you can do within your capacity let's move on to the fifth advice of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam he sallallahu alaihi wasallam said patience is a brightness or patience is illumination the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam described patience as dhiyah as described above this implies that it is a type of light but it is not as soothing or easy on a person as noon this is because patience is not always an easy thing for a person by definition it involves restraining oneself and controlling one's actions it can even be as if one is actually in a burning fire things around may be seemingly out of control however if he has patience that will lead him or guide him out of his difficulties in the same way that dhiya or brightness gives light and guidance to a person we have spoke a lot about sabr in our podcast sisters we talked about istiqama in a greater detail it's sabr sabr is striving hard to please allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sabr is loving allah subhanahu wa ta'ala unconditionally sabr is trying to be a good muslimah Sabr is doing good and forbidding evil. Sabr 
is to strive hard to face the consequences of doing good and forbidding evil, regardless what the consequences are. Sabr is how to rely on Allah. Sabr is how to become a better Muslimah. The sixth statement Rasulullah made was Quran for you or against you. What does it mean, sisters? In this hadith, Rasulullah makes it clear that the Quran is either a proof for someone or a proof against him. One must be from one group or the other sisters. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in surah number 17, verse number 82. وَنُنَزِّلُ مِنَ الْقُرْآنِ مَا هُوَ شِفَاءٌ وَرَحْمَةٌ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَلَا يَزِيدُ الظَّالِمِينَ إِلَّا خَسَارًا And we sent down of the Qur'an that which is healing and mercy for the believers. But it does not increase the wrongdoers except in loss. If a person turns to it with belief and seeks its guidance, it is a healing and a mercy. The Qur'an going to be a healing and a mercy. However, if a person ignores the Qur'an and refuses to follow it, that does not harm the Qur'an in any way, sisters. Indeed, that only harms the person himself. The last and the final point that Rasulullah mentioned in this hadith is that and everyone goes out in the morning and sells himself, either freeing or destroying himself. Subhanallah. This is an interesting part, sisters. This part of the hadith is stating an important aspect of reality. Every day, a human is faced with a new situation. Every morning, we get up with many plans. We plan to do many things, regardless whether do it or not. We have plans. Every day, he or she is either going to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or going to disobey him. In essence, every day a person is going to be setting himself or herself free from the hellfire or leading himself or herself to the hellfire and his or her own destruction. Every day of a person's life, he is either doing something that will set his soul free or he is doing something that will destroy himself. Even the person who sits and seemingly does absolutely nothing is in reality, actually leading himself to some result. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in surah number 9, verse number 111, إِنَّ اللَّهَ اشْتَرَى مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ أَنفُسَهُمْ وَأَمْبَالَهُمْ بِأَنَّ لَهُمُ الْجَنَّةِ Indeed, Allah has purchased from the believers their lives and their properties. In exchange for that, they will have paradise. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in surah number 2, verse number 102, وَلَبِئْسَ مَا شَرَوْ بِهِ أَنفُسَهُمْ لَوْ كَانُوا يَعْلَمُونَ And wretched is that for which they sold themselves, if they only knew. Subhanallah, there are people who sell themselves in the way of Allah. The one who is successful is the one who sells himself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or by himself freedom from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There are some other people who sell themselves for money, power, lusts and so forth. Many times they are willing to give up their dignity for these things sisters. In reality they are simply selling themselves in exchange for the hellfire. Their trade is an evil one indeed. 
Subhanallah, we should be among those who sell ourselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala every day. Whether the individual realizes this or not, he is either taking himself closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is an inescapable fact of life. He can either free himself by selling himself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or he can destroy himself by selling himself to shaitan, his lusts, or this world. Alhamdulillah, we have covered that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it easy for us to cover in this podcast. We have covered a hadith with lots of advice. Inshallah, we should take some quiet time for ourselves and cross-check our self-sisters. I advise myself first and to you to ponder over this great hadith and correct our mistakes and shortcomings and strive to be good Muslimah. With that, Nasiha, I'm winding up today's podcast. Inshallah, I'm hoping to meet you all on the next podcast next Wednesday. Until then, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.